Blog Talk Radio.
Olo D, the scourge of town. Olofa, the arrow shooter. Afi, Alagbagbo, Gaja, Ijaru, user of the pond to cause more confusion. Listen, and ye shall hear me in the wind. No, it is my thunder that gives warning in the dark. Do not dare deny me through false tongue, my daughter. Do not anger me with fiction of blindness. For you must run wild and free of injustice to celebrate me. And it is you who must call forth the storm of change. You are now listening live and always in archive at your leisure and convenience to the Divine Prince. Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oloye Hulu Obea Okua, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hulu world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my being, my walk, my work, my teaching along this divine, all blessed life path and journey. It is the very foundation of my understanding. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding, that place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is, I say, today is Monday, January 14, 2019, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you, live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince. Thai potions, hoodoo central, black hawk voodoo in this legendary, historic, beautiful, enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist hoodoo obeya life path journey. It is how I Receive the Obeya stick along with the knowledge of the healing herbs, roots, plants, ritual spirits, and minerals. Please do continue to join me here live at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for the Power Lunch Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes here on Blog Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen, divine hyphen, Prince. My live listening and call-in number is area code 347-215-8967, 347-215-8967. When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, 
just press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I will be more than happy to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. And be mindful, my website where I can be reached utilizing various means virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, operating in well-documented revelation and manifestation is www.houseofthedivineprince.com. www.houseofthedivineprince.com. Please do send your questions, comments, or requests to Divine Prince at House of the Divine Prince dot com. All is truly and indeed a blessing. And please do visit me and Denise Augustine and Historic Treme by way of OurSacredStories.com, www.OurSacredStories.com for your tour plus experience needs. So who needs my help? What can I do to make a difference? When do you need me to start? How and where can I assist? And what can I do more? I am because my creators are all powerful, open, and receptive to all that operate for my good here and now in this divine moment in time space. I create and recreate my divine destiny, and I am because my creators are without beginning or ending. I am eternal, all-powerful. I am limitless. We continue our conversation about spirit. And today, particularly the nature of spirit, what is the nature of spirit? How do we divine? And then how do we then devise the manifestation of spirit? We say spirit. We say spiritual. We say spiritualist. And all of these Variations of the root word spirit show up in our activity, in our action, in our demonstration, in our manifestation. So how we define and hold spirit and the idea of spirit is critical to self-empowerment, but also the manifestation of any ritual practice, magical practice, the idea of spirit. What is the nature of spirit? On our previous show, Baba Ojalola, Basa Ken, and I talked about the origins or the nature of spirit, if you will, and we discussed it being first present in nature itself, voodooist nature. Without nature, there would be no voodoo. Voodoo is nature, the plants, the herbs, the trees, the roots, the rock, the mineral, Chemistry, Mother Earth feeds nature, and nature feeds voodoo. But then we talked about negative spirit, positive spirit, maybe even good versus evil, if you will, as a a demonstration of spirit manifestation. And so we discussed humanity bringing an element of negativity, bringing the consciousness that that is required to feed and produce what we commonly refer to as negative or evil. And then there is spirit that shows up in practice 
in divination, in, in healing arts, in, in, the, in the freeing of souls from all types and manners of, of bondage, we enter a realm of spirit that many of us are unfamiliar with, unknowledgeable about, uneducated about. There is this idea of demonology and, and demons and in the presence of demons and jinn throughout time and history. Archaeologically speaking, we can look at all indigenous cultures and find some root for an understanding and awareness of evil, of darkness, of some form of spirit that is not always useful, that is not always beneficial, that is not always present to help. And when we operate within these these arts, tarot card reading, crystallology, um, Reiki work, uh, and, of course, much more complex systems like Ifa, Lakomi, Santeria, Apollo, Kandable, Voodoo, uh, uh, witchcraft, astrology. We're talking about very complex sciences, just like chemistry, just like going to a university and learning math, English. Becoming an English major is going to require you to take more than just an English class. It's going to require you to take more than just one level of each independent science required to then graduate from that school, that university, that place of understanding with a qualified education about a specific topic, a specific uh, area of concentration. And so spirituality is somehow seen as separate from religion. It's viewed as a dichotomy in modern times. Religion is seen as as bondage, as as doctrine-based, as full of rules, as full full of protocols that might even not be natural or organic to the individual or, or the culture or the environment. And so the modern mindset views spirituality. I am spiritual. I'm not religious. I am spiritual as something that has no rules, that has no protocols, that has no limitations, that has no defining uh, uh, points of interest if you will, that that can be organized and understood uh, in any way. And it's all about wordplay and how we identify, self-identify through these words. Uh, you hear, hear me say often on the show that if we could count in West Africa, then indeed we could count in the New World. We now might be forced to learn to count in Portuguese or Spanish or French, or English. But if you could count in Nigeria, if you could count in, in Ghana, if you could count in Costa d'Ivoire, then with all the trauma associated with the Middle Passage, you could still count in the New World. And so if we could remember how to count, then we can remember rhythms, then we can remember patterns that that we practice, that we invoked in, in ritual spiritual practice, indigenous practice, Orisha, 
loa, etc. So the idea, the idea that we were somehow wiped clean of any trace of consciousness of our gods, of our self-identity, it's a story that has been perpetuated generationally, first directly from white supremacist slave masters, people who sought to demonize and invalidate anything African, anything indigenous that we might seek a call upon for solace, for peace of mind under that abusive system. But then post-slavery, it's still a factor in the dehumanizing of black people in the dehumanizing and keeping you in your place. And so, of course, at this time, we have embraced religion through through Christianity, Catholicism, again, very structured and, and organized systems, if you will, that for many of us sought to bring us harm, pain, trauma, broken family, a lack of protection uh, for our children when they should have been protected. And so we, at a visceral, subconscious level, associate religion, structure, as a negative thing. And so we go into now spirituality, often without a a teacher, without a guide, without any real understanding of, of where to go. And I know for myself, I many religions, many traditions, many books, many philosophies along this journey of self-awareness and self-understanding. My connection to spirit, as with any human, is natural, is organic. We all have a connection to spirit. We all have spiritual experiences, if you will. And those experiences are often defined by our range of language, our range of experience, our range of awareness about what that is that we are experiencing. But then when we step into sciences like astrology, numerology, uh, ATR-based systems, pagan and Wiccan-based systems, witchcraft-based systems in some cases, there's a much deeper and complex system that cannot be absorbed in a Google search, that cannot be absorbed in one or two books, and requires a great deal of experience and training to navigate. What is the nature of spirit? Is spirit something that is just free-flowing in nature, or indeed is something that comes from a source. We say good and evil. We say God and the devil. We, we say the positive energy and the, and the negative energy in the universe. But when we start looking at spirit, we have to become a little bit more specialized in what we're talking about and what we're looking at. Spirit possession is a topic that will be in a future show. I think it's scheduled for tomorrow, if if not tomorrow, the day after. Uh, I don't have the schedule right in front of me. 
But we're going to continue this topic of spirit, the nature of spirit. I believe there is indeed a divine spirit, a spirit that seeks to heal, a spirit that seeks to create, a spirit that seeks to regenerate, a spirit that seeks to grow, and wishes for all things within its sphere to to grow. But I also believe there is a spirit of, of darkness a spirit of negativity, a spirit of, of evil that comes from a source, if you will. And so just as we accept the presence of Loa, Orisha, angels, spirit guides, we too must accept the presence of those things in its polar opposite. In ATR, Ifa, Akan, West African voodoo, there's the idea of, of Iwa Pele, which is not good character. In fact, good character is, is Iwa Rere. Iwa Pele is really about balance. It's about balance. And so when we start looking at magic, quantum metaphysics, other dimensional spaces, the realms in which spirit might inhabit, might exist, there is a commonality of science that we can look to 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 authenticate the concept, the idea that we're examining. And so there there is a polarity that exists in the universe beyond religion, beyond politics, beyond race, the universal level that seeks balance. And so when we are pulling, for instance, divination, psychic reading, where are you pulling from? Where are you gaining access to your information from? What are you visualizing? What are you hearing? What are you experiencing in the process of tapping spirit in a divination? And what is the nature of spirit within a divination? And is that spirit truthful? When we look at Ouija boards, Ouija boards historically have a negative energy and history associated uh, with them, and we see them uh, manipulated, uh, particularly in pop culture, movies, TV, horror films, always this this negative uh, thing with the Ouija board. Even uh, Jumanji, I believe it was, had a sort of a Ouija board base to the storyline. Robin Williams, uh, who obviously has now passed on, uh, I'm not sure who who is portrayed in the new Jumanji, uh, but I know in in that Robin Williams version, um, you know, you had the kids sort of manipulating this, this box, this board game, if you will, and then all this power, all this magic, this vortex, Exist within, and and there are some some hidden truths to the symbolism often associated with Ouija boards. For for instance, from an elemental level, your Ouija board is commonly created from wood, and so wood is going to vibrate at a, at a very different frequency than water, than air, than fire, uh, minerals, 
dependent on the composition, the chemicals present in a mineral, the structure of a mineral, how the uh, molecular uh, particles line up in a mineral, you're going to produce different grades or levels of vibration. And so onyx or cornelian or agate is going to have a much more denser earth-based vibration than a Herkimer diamond, than, than laser wand quartz, than a phantom quartz. And so when we look at the nature of spirit, there are spirits that are trapped in the ground, that are limited to earth, that are limited to your first and second chakra, that are limited to, to your most animalistic, most basic human function needs, wants, and desires. There are spirits that are locked into the realm of, of water, and so they bring purification, they bring cleansing, they bring healing, they bring change, if you will. They bring knowledge and, and empowerment at the conscious level through your moon energy, your intuitive energy, your, your moon cycle energy affects the flow of water, the movement of water, even in your body. And so the nature of spirit has to be looked at, has to be understood, has to be investigated. I would say for anyone who's even curious about understanding spirituality and the nature of spirituality and religion, but it's got to be necessary, mandatory, for those of us who are operating in the realm of spirit, even at the level of Reiki, where we are to believe that there's a manipulation of, of energy. And I'm going to say it's a natural, organic energy. As far as I know, Reiki doesn't talk about spirits, gin, ghosts, you know, things of that, of that nature. Uh, we, we talk about colors. We talk about heat and coolness. We talk about energy from a very uh, specific dynamic. And, and also in the idea of Reiki is the understanding that this person, friend or stranger, uh, is going to now go and have, have my permission to manipulate my energy to move that around, to clear that out, let's say, to move it from one place to another. So we're to assume very highly specific interactions with, with spirit in an environment where many of us don't have a very even basic understanding of the nature of spirit and what spirit is. I don't even let everyone touch me. Uh, one of my sisters, my youngest sister, Wapani, would, would tell you a story of, of a minister touching her at a conference and her becoming violently sick for at least 24 hours, if I remember the story correctly. And so even in, in, in common daily activity, we protect ourselves from the cold, from the flu. We have an understanding that germs can't see it, can't smell it, but, but we have an understanding of its presence and its ability to, to infect, a, a, a move from that host 
to another person, but we take for granted spirit's ability to move in that way. And so sometimes you're passing through the portal, the gate, and you're making contact with other humans. And so not only are you having this germ contact, you're also having an energetic contact. And so spirit can also feed spirit. Positive energy feeds positive energy, creates more positive energy, causes that positive energy to grow and to expand. Negative energy feeds off negative energy. It's self-consuming. At some point creates a vacuum. I dare say even a black hole when I'm trying to address dark energy, negative energy. I often go for black obsidian, particularly in the spherical form. Black obsidian has within it a, a, a black hole. Your spherical black obsidian should should manifest a bull's eye like reflection within the the body of the crystal. And when the black obsidian is polished, and it's not actually a crystal, by the way, black obsidian is a volcanic glass. And so when it is polished in its spherical form, it creates this bullseye effect within it. And sometimes there's a golden sheen, a silver sheen appearance embedded within the stone. Uh, there's pink and green and blue, and sometimes you have watermelon-like color within the stone uh, or various ranges of other colors uh, within the stone. Purple uh, is another common color that will manifest from this this black hole that will now form within the body of your your black obsidian, and it will absorb color black. We are taught that you wear color black uh, in the winter because it absorbs all color. It absorbs heat literally from the light. We're taught that you wear white in the summer because it reflects color. Color bounces off of it. Therefore, heat bounces off of it. And we don't, we, uh, the idea is that we don't want to absorb that much more heat in the heat of the summer. And so we wear light or white color. And so within the black obsidian, and onyx works to some degree in a similar way, but onyx is a, is a different mineral composition. Onyx is indeed a mineral, and it is a, a denser mineral than the volcanic glass that is the, the makeup of the uh, black obsidian. And so the glass allows for light to pass through black obsidian in a way that dense minerals cannot. Light does not pass through onyx because it's a dense stone. The light passing through the black obsidian allows for and creates golden sheen, silver sheen, rainbow obsidian, watermelon obsidian, and the various color variations that are present. And so this black hole pulls in, absorbs, sucks in all light, but particularly your your darkness, your hidden things, 
those things that we don't see, those things that we deny, those things that we are not conscious of, first within ourselves, but then ultimately within our environment and, and then our interaction, our experience with each other. We use that black obsidian to pull truths to the surface. It does not fix what's brought to the surface. It doesn't repair it. It doesn't cleanse it, but it brings that to the surface so that it therefore can be examined. It does not address those things that it pulls to the surface because, again, the chemical makeup of black obsidian is volcanic glass. It's, it's a molten product, for lack of a better word, uh, from a volcanic uh, activity. And then there's a cooling that takes place, and this particular uh, glass in this range is created from it, whereas your minerals have crystalline structures within them that allow for that energy to then be transmuted, um, changed, recycled, into some other form, some other uh, useful process in the universe. All energy was created at the Big Bang, it is believed. It is said that all energy was created at once and cannot be destroyed. It is here. All the energy that has ever existed in the universe is here. All the energy that will ever exist in the universe is here. And that it is just recycled from one thing to another changed from one form to another. So the black hole, which pulls in all light, pulls in all matter with it, pulls in everything around it, and then sends that through a, a, a refined point, like a laser from the other end of the black hole, and then it comes out pure white, light somewhere else in the universe, and, and science still doesn't know where that somewhere else is. Uh, Hubble, I believe, the Hubble telescope's goal is to continue to travel back into time uh, to the point of creation uh, and, and supposedly, theoretically, beyond that, and then to be able to send those signals, that information, back and over the course of time um, science is somehow able to manipulate those bits of information and create for us a picture uh, of, of the universe but then the universe on a time spectrum going back uh, to its beginnings of creation so some of our understanding is math theoretical uh, if you will uh, but then there are aspects of, of voodoo, of spirituality, of magic, of, of spiritism, of even witchcraft, if you will, that can be correlated with math and with scientific evidence and understanding. So we always, in all things, give thanks to the ancestors that came before us that laid the foundation whose shoulders upon which we all now stand and have our very presence in our, our very being. 
And we, in all things, acknowledge that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just be beyond the veil, it's just an illusion. It's just a test. And our job is to become more of ourselves, to become more God, more goddess, more whole light beings, if you will. First in earth, because we are having an earth existence spirit, having an earth existence, but then in heaven, and, and, and heaven is not, I'm not saying the biblical heaven, heaven can be another place another dimension, another realm of understanding that science has yet to to understand. And I always speak to my time limit. I always run out of time on the show. I invite you to come back on tomorrow and participate. Feel free to press that number one and ask your questions on tomorrow here at high noon. U.S. Central Standard Time on the Power Lunch, Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Hoodoo Secrets and Recipes here on Blog Talk Radio. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Boil a gumbo, hot and steady. Don't care if ready, ready. Gone free at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne, where she's buried. Build a fire on the bayou When a black cat scratched at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant some magic words, Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the rule Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Black top hat, black suit too, single rod that Moses through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green, green suit. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the roof 
gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyards for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my green grease suit. Congo Square. The Omus Indians, the Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our hosts, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our hosts. The colonizers came and pushed aside our hosts and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment. But nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de gras cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang 
we beat. We be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us.